Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt All right! Episode 143 of Shirt Show. We're talking with Will and Ziggy from Monster Press in England. Let's go! Lumberjack. <laughs> What's up, dude? Hey. Check. Check, check, check. Can you hear me? You look so fucking lumberjack. So drop my tree down any day. I wish my back felt better. Like <laughs> I I wish I want to take a vacation from it. Do you want me do you want me to just come over there and horse kick you in the spine and see if it dude, fixes it? I wish my back. I don't know what to even do. I just wish it felt better. And we agreed not to talk about this ever again. Can we just take a vacation from our problems? Can we do that? <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a different discussion. <laughs> I think you should be like, shouldn't it be? I think it would be fair if we got to like every, I don't know, once a week, one hour vacation from it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what you do in the bathroom. Oh, okay. So yeah. That's an extended poop is what that is. <laughs> it's taken me all these years and I haven't mm-hmm. figured that out. I don't know. You look good though. There? Oh, whoa. Oh, oh. Watch out. How's life up good. there? Uh, today it's uh, the starting of a snowstorm right now. Uh, kids had no school today. I saw that. Like when you looked at the map, like the radar, mm-hmm. the whole north of America is getting fucked. It's like green and, <laughs> and pink. Then, and then like there's this line and then where we are it's like 68. And sunny not, and beautiful. It's not sunny. But um, it's not snowy. It's okay. Yeah. That's cool. We're not supposed to get like a ton of snow. It's just I don't know. Whatever. Like it won't uh shut you down or anything. It'll be okay. No, it will be fine. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like if it snows, I would say 4 inches or more here than UPS, you get these, we get notifications from FedEx and all that stuff. They're like, hey, sorry. So four inches is a lot in St. Louis? Is that why you moved yeah. there? Yeah, four to six, I would say, would pretty much cancel almost everything. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. it's weird, but it's just, you know, most cities aren't prepared for that kind of stuff. They only have so many trucks, plows, you know, and all that shit. So yeah, plowing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so what's the cricket level up there? Are they noisy or can, are they silent? Let me guess. Hold uh, on. Don't say anything. Cause I saw your eyebrows and your eyebrows went up, <laughs> which means how the cricket level up eyebrows. That means not, not that many. I think. I think yeah. I think that it's bit free. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's not great. It's getting better. Hmm. Okay. Like, well, are you stressed about it? Or? I haven't been stressed about it at all. Like this whole time. Uh, like mm, that's the that's your the surface level. I'm a, I'm Dylan. It's my woosa. Uh, but deep down, how is it? Like be real here. You can do it. It's you can. being real. It's not stressful for me as an owner in the mm. sense of like, oh my God, I don't have funds coming in, whatever. Mm. It's stressful for my employees when they're like, hey, I don't have anything to do. That's okay. the stress. 
So like the company's not in trouble. Like I don't I think a lot of people are in that slow as fuck stage right now. Yeah. So it's it's okay and I'm cool with it because we're like finding shit to do or we're mm-hmm. closing shop early and playing video games, which is fine with me. Um by the way, were you um PS5 or Xbox? I can't remember. Xbox all the way. No, you're not. Are you really? Yeah, fuck PlayStation. Why? Because they're pussies. I was going to buy a system so I could be like you. And I was for sure like I'm PS5 all the way. I got to do that because I thought um, I wanted to play Last of Us. Oh. And it would be fun. And now all of a sudden you've like shit on my dream. I mean, you can get it. You can afford both. You're a fucking bougie baller. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I have to sell something maybe to get Mm. both. I would probably. We have a Wii. That's cool. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> um, that we we got fifteen years. I don't know, a long time ago when my kid was a kid. You were playing you know? like Wii tennis and stuff. Oh Wii yeah, bowling. Yeah, that shit's sweet. I still would love to play that. Never got into Wii. Hmm. Well, um, yeah. what were you saying? You're so. I mean, look, it's just you and me. Real mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, but you're not. No one else is listening. No. You're no, good. I'm not. I'm the good. Okay. Yeah, I'm honestly right. good. Yeah. Okay, good. All's well. Good. Happy to hear. And uh, just working on stuff, like working on getting stuff in the shop done. Like we did a ton of uh, end of last week and early this week, even today. Like we're doing a bunch of tests with like new mesh. Uh, we're trying like different techniques with thinning things down and doing uh, more water base and discharge things. Just doing a bunch of tests to be prepared for this year and make things better. Like we printed off stuff that we did, you know, four years ago, and then we're printing it off of techniques we do now and like side by siding them. And Oh, cool. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Like there's a lot of things that have changed and improved. And like, it's really awesome to see like concrete stuff in front of you of like, this is way fucking better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. So stuff like that's been good. Um, me and my dad are revamping the um the showroom so we're gonna start building that out here next week hopefully uh i've been doing a lot of cooking cooking for the shop or just to yourself myself okay like what are you making um what am i making i don't know there's just like certain things like i've been wanting like i don't know i made like really good french toast the other day I saw I made, that. Like chicken yeah. parm from scratch. I made uh what else did I make? I don't know. I made a couple things. Uh the thing is is that that got me I've always liked to cook, but like my grandfather died last year and he owned a restaurant and like cooked for forever. Like my memories of hanging out with him were going over to his house and we would make like a meal like a full from start to finish like meal and we would always make like homemade potato chips like that was our thing is we would go over watch a movie and make homemade potato chips just like slicing potatoes like super thin and frying them in oil and all that stuff Mm. um and my grandpa's girlfriend would hate it because the whole house would reek of like burnt oil from like making chips anyway like when he died like the one thing i asked my mom for from him was his uh he had these sweet old jackets they would wear because he was a truck driver for a long time and uh, which will never fit me they're just fucking sweet looking and all his cookbooks so like 
I have a stack of like his like handwritten cookbooks at my house now. So like something I want to do and I don't know, we'll see how it goes, but like I kind of want to make like a TikTok or an Instagram where I just go through and like cook his recipes. So like, Oh yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Grandpa's recipes. Grandpa's recipes. Grandpa Louie. Yeah, I made, so on Monday we made tacos. And it's a two-nighter thing because we make enough for leftovers, you know. And that's always fun. You just a a white people taco night? Like ground beef, a little bit of like El Paso, and like put it in a corn tortilla? New York City? (laughs) Uh, No, we made um, ground chicken. Nice. I use chicken instead, but um, no, it's a little bit better than that. Right. We're describing, but mm-hmm. I loved You're, it. I don't know. Jojo loves it too. Okay. That's cool. As long as you like it, that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. I didn't, uh, you know, poke fun at your cooking. I'm not poking fun. I'm asking. <laughs> I made fucking basic ass chicken parm. So, that's my favorite thing to do is make basic ass stuff. Honestly, like if you, if I, Sometimes when you get all fancy with it, you know, it's yeah. just not as good. And you go through all this trouble. If you yeah. just fucking make basic shit, it's the best. Yeah. And it's funny. We talked on the show a little while ago about how I've been eating ramen wrong my entire life. You mean like you should be eating it with cheese? No, how I should leave water in it. <laughs> That's right. Because yeah, I would so drain it and just put the packet on the on the noodles. You hate like, soup, dry. though. You don't like soup. Right. But that's the funny thing is I went to the grocery store the other day to get groceries and I was like, I kind of want to get like chicken flavored ramen and like okay. actually make it the way it's supposed to be made. And did you? I didn't. I, yeah, we <laughs> buy it, about it. We buy six packs of that. You know, right. they come in like that's a, what it, I saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm, six pack. I think it'll set you back, you know, a dollar. Yeah, it was like a dollar fifty. I haven't tried the two slices of American processed cheese yet you know but that sounds gross as fuck it's like mac and cheese ramen i don't know it sounds it actually sounds disgusting yeah pretty i'm sure it's good yeah well um look i think we should um frank. i feel good yeah it did and i i emailed frank and he, for some of these test screens and he fucking hooked me up so love you bud he's the man mm-hmm it all starts with a screen, and whether it is new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com, F-F-F-F-F. Rank.com. Or? Greatfuckingscreens.com. Hell yeah. Cleaning screens is no fun, but EasyWay makes it funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier. Check them out at easyway.com, EasyWay. It's the easiest way. So they're building, they are building a car wash next door to our shop. Like I look over right there. Is that where the bank was? Yeah, they they knocked it down. Right. That bank's gone. So they're building a car wash now instead? Yeah. And so every morning, like they start at seven and we start at eight. There's some people here at 730, but most people get here at like 745, 750. They start at seven and guess what? They park in our parking lot. What fucking assholes. Yeah. So I went over. Well, first. tires. First, I poured sugar in their gasoline. No. Put no. a potato in their tailpipe. No. Why not? <laughs> Did you put some spiders under their uh, door handles? 
No, I went into um, the designer room and asked Rachel to go over there and tell them to get the fuck out of here. Wow. You didn't and like crack, did. an, crack an egg on their paint job? No. Why? I'm giving you all these things you could do. Dylan, that is vandalism, and that's no fuck way. Fuck them. They're in your parking lot. I thought you said you were fucking mama didn't raise no bitch. Yeah, but mama also didn't raise no, like, <laughs> gangster. <laughs> okay. You know, we have to, that's probably part of the problem with the world. We need to just work it out. We need to walk over and just say, hey, no, guys. No, you need to fucking show them who's boss and tell them not to fucking park here anymore. I think you go over there and you're like, hey, guys. You know what you do? It's the best thing you do. You won't do? let me say. Just Because I'm say trying it. to give you the best option. Fuck. <laughs> You go yeah, okay. What you go, what, what? You what go to the store and you get a valve stem remover and you take the valve stems out of their tires because then they can't blow them back up. That's so much fucking effort. <laughs> I think it's better to just go over there and say, Hey guys, um, you're doing a really good job. It's a really pretty building, but don't fucking park here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the perfect way to end that sentence, right? Yeah. Start off. That's like a sour patch, but you could bring them donuts, bring them cookies. That's like yeah, perfect. So it's like a Sour Patch kid in reverse. Go in there sweet and end with fucking boom, like mic drop sour. Diabetes. Yeah. If you or your art department could use some love, then you need to go to 1900hotstuff.com and get in touch with Nick or Lucas. Nick or Lucas. I love how whenever I read that, almost every time, you know, like you look down at your phone and then I go like this to wait and then you look up because you are listening. So you can do, you're multitasking. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Right. Or just not, not more, actually, you're just two tasking. I don't think you could do three. No, definitely not. You're just a two tasker. Yeah. Did I ever well, tell anyway, you, when, that reminds me, did I ever tell you about when I took my mom to eat chicken wings? I'm sure. Yes, you did. We're in the we're in the restaurant ordering chicken wings and the fucking waitress is sitting there and my mom doesn't think anything of it and she's like she's like which ones do you like? Do you like the one boner or the two boner? <laughs> I was like, Whoa, mom. The real she question met, is she, she met flats or drumsticks, but she called it a one boner <laughs> or a two boner. The real question is, is I was like, Mom, you, guys... you probably like a two boner. <laughs> the real question is <laughs> Is were you using sourcy sauce? Sourcy sauce? Yeah. Yeah, like for, on the wings. Yeah. Like when you right. went and graphic sources signature sauce. Yeah, when you went there, mom was like, hey, one boner, two boner. And then you said, and then she's like, by the way, I'm out of here unless it's fucking sourcy sauce. Right. Graphic sourcy sauce. Right. Um, where were we? I don't fucking know. This is a, this is a train wreck. <laughs> Go to graphic Check them out. That's graph X source. Right. Choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated. And that's why we love Chromaline. Go to chromaline.com to watch all of Kev's vids or con contact him on Instagram at the emulsion guru and get the answers you need. That was beautifully done right there. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. We got flow. Talking about Kevin in the, uh, Discord Chat. this morning. Oh, Discord? Yeah. Oh, you sure it wasn't yeah. in chat? Okay. It was both actually, wasn't it? Maybe. I didn't. I totally separate conversations about Kevin. You know what I love? I love this. I love that you called me 
a couple nights ago and asked me a question and I gave you the right answer. So question, answer, and then you texted or no, then you went in discord and asked that question, same question. Yeah. It's called, second, had, it's called second opinion. I had given you <laughs> the answer. <laughs> yeah. And, and did you see that in discord? Mm-hmm. I got like 35 mm-hmm. different answers. Hey, um, so it'd be sort of like, hey, so what's one plus one? And I say two. And then you go in Discord and you say, hey, guys, I don't like what's one plus one? Because I, I talked to this bozo yesterday. Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. I appreciate that. It made me you feel. Did say, you, know, you did say you should ask Tony. Well, that's because you should always ask Tony. Let's say, right. let's just be real. So I was Tony, asking fucking the man behind the curtain and Discord. No, you weren't. No, you could have just texted fucking Tony. You just said, hey, Tiny Fish, what's the fucking answer to this? Andy's an idiot. Instead, right. you went to Discord when I already given you. Hey, like, isn't that, isn't that what our Discord is for? Is to well, then ask just, questions and get Well, answers? then don't call me. Don't fucking call me. Don't call me then. Okay. Sorry, Dad. I want to do it again. <laughs> Check this out. Dylan and I have talked a lot about how we moved to a DTF screen print transfer for screen print transfer. <laughs> I looked over at you right then and I never should have because you were like. <laughs> Say this again. <laughs> Talk to me about these transfers. So check this out. Dylan and I have talked a lot about how we've moved to a DTF screen print transfer solution for our high color count, low quantity orders. And we've been using Howard Custom Transfer a bunch and fell in love, not just with like the product, but with the people. Way more on the people. I mean, the Way product's more. really awesome too, but they're really great people. They are. It's like a, it's seriously, they complete us. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we loved a bit about them and like their their the product is the variety because you talked about it last episode I think mm-hmm. of how they had trans sorry they had a puff they had glitter they've got it all um yeah. and if you want to see for yourself you just need to go to howardct.com and order a free sample pack yeah there it is you just go to the website it's down there at the bottom free sample pack the sample pack's awesome too because mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it, but it's got like all the samples in it. But there's like a sheet that has like the photo of the sample. Yes. Like all the press settings, everything. And it's like super detailed. Like it's the most detailed mm-hmm. sample pack I've ever gotten for any kind of transfer or anything like that. Yeah, same. And it and it shows which each one is. And so you can say, oh, you know, this so so you get the sample and it has a picture of it, and then it and it actually has a title of what you call it, you know, so you right. know how to order it, in other words. And mm-hmm. so yeah, check them out. Check them. Check, check, check. Check, check. Hey, who do we have on the show today, bud? Dylan, today we are going across the pond mm-hmm. to chat with Ziggy Hill and Will Peterson from Monster Press in the UK. It's like what? Like one in the morning mm-hmm. there? Mm, I think it's just like seven oh. at mm-hmm. night. Eight. But maybe it sounds should, cooler. Maybe I should ask the Discord. <laughs> yeah, don't. I don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Apparently, they're a shop that like I've known about for forever. Like, uh, we were on MTs together, and uh, we've kind of talked here and there. And I just really like their shop. Like, I really love what they're doing. And uh, we got a chance to meet them in LA at our meetup. We did, and we were like, "You guys got to be on the show." And they were like, 
Uh, yeah, sure. They said it in an English accent, though. Right. Yeah, it was way cooler. So much sexier. <laughs> What's going on? Just man? waiting for Ziggy. Is he still napping? He's yeah, panic getting ready. I think. Don't want to get into it without him. He was going to just sleep at work, <laughs> like just used to work. And he does that sometimes. When Why does he need? Politics. Does he need so much sleep that he has to nap every day, or what? Um. Well, we both noticed yesterday at like eight o'clock, we were like fully brain dead. So we were like, oh, it'd probably be nice to like have like half an hour or something nap before um, so that we can actually string a sentence together. Right. Um, so I think that was the plan. But uh, I called him and he was asleep. And when you called me, I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I was, I was asleep to call you guys back. are like that kindergarten class where you pull out the blue mats and take like a quick nap before you have to get yeah, anything done. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's basically Zig at work sometimes. He'll just nice. be like, if he hasn't got a lift home or something, he'll just be like, oh, I'll just sleep here. <laughs> how does uh, I guess we get it. How does the dynamic work for you two at work? Like, what are your roles? Uh, so it's very clearly defined, I would say. So uh, Ziggy is everything production, and I'm everything else. Okay. So it, when it comes to uh, <clears throat> just physically running jobs day to day so are you guys like yeah. straight up partners then yeah 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 50 50 completely even split nice uh, yeah yeah and that that's worked out well for you guys i mean have you had like yeah. issues or butted heads or no i think we had one argument where we like actually shouted at each other i was saying this the other day once and that was i can't even remember what it was about and it was probably like 10 years ago like nice. yeah, we never. Did you call him just, a a wanker? <laughs> I might have called him a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know. Yeah, we're both kind of like. I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> we're both kind of like pretty, like, easygoing with each other. To be honest, I mean, yeah. just, we're not really very uptight or like argumentative people. So. Um, yeah, I think that's. Works. I think that's the thing. Like you said, very defined roles. Um, yeah, is where it works. Like I've told the story on here before, but the place that I used to work at before I started my company, that was their thing. It was very defined roles. Like one was production. Wait. Hey there, he made it. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Oh yes. shit! Yep. Yeah, the Lord yeah. is here now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking hate being late. Hi. <laughs> you're not late. Time yeah. is a construct made up by man. It's you're here when yeah, you're yeah. here. Yeah, got it. How's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm grand. I uh I was definitely asleep. Um It's all good. Awake. We're all just Bye. hanging out. Cool, cool. We were you just look- talking about how much we hate each other and we don't get on. Oh yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think though having having those clearly defined roles makes it all work. Like most shops that we talk to, that have partners or maybe even you know husband wife type things that that sort of Mm -hmm. team, usually you do completely different things and then it works. And sometimes it's tough because I remember like we were talking to Denial, and they have two different roles. And, you know, like sometimes one doesn't understand the other. Like if you're in production, you're like, hey, why are we printing these shirts? We, this isn't what we do, Mm -hmm. but you're in the other, 
you have the other half of it and you're like, oh, well, we have to print these. I know we no, don't normally do that, but we there's, we have to make an exception to this to make this customer happy or whatever. So you guys have yeah. to understand each other, you know, that sometimes you got to break the rules and things like that. There's just, and if you do, yeah. when you have that relationship, then it's great. Also the other way around, like um, understanding like limitations of like what we will and won't print on and what like inks are suitable for what garments and things like that. There's like, yeah, communicate with, Ziggy and Jay and the printers and the team a lot about yeah what's what issues are and what's you know if there's a problem or and stuff like that so it's definitely yeah works both ways and Ziggy I think yeah pretty much understands that yeah sometimes yeah you might make an exception for like a, a, a frequent like a you know common customer or a repeat customer or something I think it just needs to be like if you need something done or you have something that you need to push through he needs to understand that that's your domain and like you you he needs to trust you that this is the right thing to do and you need to trust him that it's the right thing to do in production you know what i mean i feel like my problem was is that i was dedicated to the business and i was dedicated to things and the partner that i had just wasn't in the right space like he didn't have he was trying to make random business decisions and he was like the worst printer and all these other things <laughs> it was like it was all over the place and i was the one like heading up all of the business decisions all of the things and then he would just show up randomly and like do what he was going to do so yeah. that's where i was like bad taste in my mouth like i'm never doing a partnership and blah blah, blah. so well, it's cool was, to see that it works for you guys yeah i was printing with ziggy for like up until basically we got an auto. So um, we were both printers and um, I think I was mainly doing admin um, until we hired another guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we I started out as a printer as well. So I kind of understand a lot of like the, the pains and like limitations and things like that from that. So yeah, it's kind of good like that we, have experience in, yeah. in that. Ziggy, you yeah. didn't want to have anything to do with the office. You just wanted to stay production. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I won't pretend to know that I know how to like, run a business or anything. That's that's Will's world. Um, and he's good at making sure that we make money. I need to be like doing hands-on shit. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much all the time. Um, I could probably go in the office i'm not a huge people person either so like me and sales and uh i don't know it's a battle (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's i feel like that's the same here like anytime you bring something up like like you were saying that out in the shop they'll be like why are we doing this why do we have to rush this why are we whatever and it's like yeah he's like why don't you just go in there and tell them to go fuck themselves and it's like (laughs) (laughs) probably a good reason that you're not the one conveying this to the customer like yeah yeah you just um, stay out there in the hot dungeon and like print <laughs> yeah. shirts. Well, I That's think it. it's I, lo- I love the dungeon. I think that yeah, we I, all have our strengths and weaknesses though. Like some, you know, um, and also the things that we like to do and don't like to do. And sometimes those don't align, which sucks because you're ended up like I, I do stuff that I don't want to do sometimes. Sure. You know, which yeah. I wish I could delegate more of, but sometimes I'm like, I'm just stuck doing it. I don't know. I think that's the balance that you guys have to find. And even if, even if you don't have a partnership, even if I'm the, so I'm the leader, I'm the founder leader of this company. It's my, my job anyway, to 
um, to find the right people and put them in place that have that are strong in those roles. You know what I mean? And so that's not always easy because, and also yeah. you may put somebody in a role and then they they get tired of it and they don't want to do that role anymore. And so, you know, you have to. I think it's it's the toughest spot. I don't know if um, are you so Ziggy? Do you have? Are you do you manage the back production? So there's people that you manage. Pretty much. I think I'm like production manager. I'm still like, I'm not like on press every day, but I'd like to oversee everything and see what's going on. I think that's what's good. But I think I half joined in with your conversation, but <laughs> the idea that the disconnect between like sales and uh, production, we just don't have because if I see an issue, I'll just go straight to Will and I'm like, this isn't working. This is not making us money. Um, don't send us these kinds of jobs, this and like, um, I think it's good because yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a good balance and it kind of just fell into being that way. That's kind of a yeah. good topic so that I don't think we've really, we've really touched on much on this show is like, what are you guys noticing? If you can think of any, I guess that are like some jobs that are, you're just like, this is not for us. Like, uh, I would say, um, just certain garment types. And actually, the other day, um, yesterday, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have used AS Color Heavy. The shit, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah, AS Color are like amazing shirts, and we recommend them for everything else. But they're heavy shirts. We had to do a CMYK job on, and it was just like I set it all up, make it look all good, test shirts. And then I go to print it on those, and it's like, why, why bother? <laughs> what was that? What was the issue with them? Um, they're super like the weave in them is uh, deep. I always in my head, it's uh, always like, it's like printing a rib crink. tank top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a crinkle cut kind of chip. Uh, mm -hmm. That's how I see it in, in my brain, and it'll so just the, sit on the ridges. Yeah. So it's yeah. the perfect type of shirt to use for a process job where you need the half tones to land perfectly <laughs> yeah. on each other. So two yeah, two yeah, things yeah. two things to that. One, there's an American Apparel heavy shirt that you should check out that um, we just recently tried, and I don't know okay. if it has the same sort of you know. We've you were shaking your head like you don't like American Apparel, maybe. But, no, no, um, we just don't get them in the UK anymore. Oh, okay, they discontinued. They actually went. Uh, bankrupt in the UK and they owe me like 700 pounds <laughs> <laughs> well I wonder now that like Gildan owns it if it's uh, right available for you again yeah I'd, I'd be in, I'd still buy them I mean yeah it's fine um, just they just none of our suppliers stock them so right you should uh, email Gildan and tell them that they owe you 700 pounds I don't know how much 700 pounds <laughs> how much is that is that like a thousand bucks or something I don't know something like that but yeah. um, it's like two and a half me <laughs> it's a my other question was CMYK. But to be so fair to me about that thing, uh, we'd never printed on the, them before, I don't think. And I had no idea that they were going to be like terrible for half tone. Mm -hmm. That's just like one of the things that you just, you know, you have to. Yeah. So yeah, did you, did you learn. just send those garments back and get, get something different to print them on? Uh, we ran the job. I sent it out. It's like, that's that's the best it's going to look, and it's me being picky as well because one hundred percent that bad. Yeah, um, I just wanted it to look good. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It, it looked really good. It was just it would have looked better on like a smoother shirt. Right, it still right. looked good. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. We we me and Andy were talking in the pregame about in this episode that like uh, 
we've been kind of slow because it's that season or whatever. And we've been doing a lot of tests with different things and trying out like thin thread 305s and, you know, 230s and trying to get the best possible detail on half tones with what we're doing. And we're noticing like the difference between the 305 and 230. And, you know, we're trying these things where six years ago, eight years ago or whatever, we did this print. It was for a Xbox video game or whatever. And we were like, you know what? We should try to do things like obviously our art department is like learn new things and new tricks and all this other stuff. And we're like, you know, we should just try to recreate that print again because we have a physical sample of the one we did like six years ago. And we're like, let's try to do it now the way that we would do it on a 230, like the way that we would print it. And then let's try it on a 305 as well with some new stuff that we were trying out. And it was funny, like we're looking at all three of these prints and we're like, the customer would like all of these. Like they would, <laughs> they wouldn't give a, sh- you know what I mean? Like they'd That's be like, this looks cool, yeah. this looks cool, and this looks cool. Um, yep. But to us, it was like different, like big differences. You know what I yeah. mean? We were like, holy shit, yeah. like this one <clears throat> kind of looks like more. The old one kind of looked more cartoony because the halftones weren't as detailed and they didn't like mm-hmm. fade out as smoothly and perfectly yeah, yeah. and they weren't as small. So you would see like not definitive cuts, but to us, it was more like this is when this chunk of halftone ends and this is when yeah. this begins. So then when we got the next one, we're like, oh, man, this one fades really well and it looks amazing and whatever. And then we look at the other one. And we're like, holy shit, like look at this like like we're literally looking through the loop and we're like oh this looks really <laughs> yeah, good yeah, here yeah. it's like the customer wouldn't customer wouldn't give two fucks like yeah, they, they would have been cool with the one from six years ago but yeah. i told them i was like well we're the ones that set the bar like i mm-hmm. don't let the customer be like oh they're okay with it then that's just what yeah. we do from here on out it's like mm-hmm. i want it to be like we can go we can just keep going like let's just keep looking at these tiny details and be like that's what we do now. That's that's the standard, not okay. Yeah, we pretty possible. much have a kind of, I guess, rule, unwritten rule that if it's, uh, yeah, passes our quality standards, then it will definitely pass the customer's oh, yeah. quality standards because we are just super picky. <laughs> but Wait, then you've, nope. got, you've got to also learn like when to say when with stuff if it's in production. Like it's like, oh, exactly. I could... I could remix this color and add like a t- tiny little bit more blue to this gray or something. And then it's like, do you really want to spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes, like adjusting this color, putting it back on press. It's going to make basically no difference. Right. Um, and, I, and I'll admit this. So yeah, I mean, we're all printers and we would say it to each other, but it's not like something you want to broadcast to the world, but it's kind of like, mm-hmm. we all do that. We all are just like, no, that's totally fine. Like the customer's not going to give a fuck, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. salespeople sometimes too will nitpick over stuff. Like they'll send the production guys out like three times to change ink colors. They're like, I don't really like yeah. this this teal or this brown or whatever. <laughs> and the funny thing is they get frustrated where they're the printers are like, I'm going to take it to Dylan just to like, he's the boss. Like he's going to say whatever they bring it yeah. into me, hold it up. And I'm like, looks good. Run it. Like, and then you can yeah. hear the people in the office, like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like he said it was okay. And like, we're over here. Like you're in a tough spot though, because I do the same thing and I'll go to the end of a dryer. They'll come get me and say, Hey, come to the end of the dryer and look at this final. And I'll go up to it. And let's say, I think it could be better. And everybody kind of knows it. I don't, I want to set the good example for when I'm not there. And I don't want to say, Oh yeah, run it. It's fucking good enough. Because if I do that, I'm not then, saying it's good enough. No. I'm just saying, I know mm-hmm. that like, like a lot of times it's i feel like they're looking too hard into the computer and they're looking at the thing and i'm like you guys need to step back in your head a little bit and be like 
This is a picture of a guy mowing a lawn. Like mm-hmm. it's supposed to look like fucking green grass. Does it look like mm-hmm. grass or not? And it's like, yeah. okay, the green looks good. It's not like fucking like neon green. It's like grass green. And you know what like, would be fun? Fucking print the job. Like a fun game is to be like, what's wrong with this print? So like you're presented a shirt yeah. and then you have yeah. to like go down. We, the we have done that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's <laughs> hard to find, you know, like they'll bring it to yeah, me yeah. and I'll be like, I don't know. Like it looks pretty good. And I, and then they tell me, oh, well, we didn't use an underbase or whatever. You know, that'd be pretty fun to yeah. try and guess. We basically never get complaints about in color. Yeah. yeah. It's just something that never happens. Like maybe once every two years or something, if there's been something that's just gone wrong, um, and obviously we'll reprint it. If, I feel like the only time we ever get the only time we ever never. get somebody complaining about an ink color is when it was their fault and they didn't tell us that they needed it to be a specific yeah. thing. Yeah, that happens also. Yeah. And I mentioned that where it's like they have their truck wrapped and they have their, you know, trailer wrapped or whatever, and it's all their logos and it's all a specific color. But then when they give you the art, they never give you any specifications or like, hey, I've printed this a bunch of other times. It's everywhere with this color. And then we just pick what we think it is. And then they get the shirts and they're like, oh, the red on this doesn't match my truck. And it's like, what truck? You never told us <laughs> yeah, that it needed exactly, to match a truck. Yeah. Or someone goes, oh, it doesn't match the last batch of shirts I got printed somewhere else. Somewhere like, else, yeah. Well, did you think about, like, maybe send us one and then we can just match it to that? Or, uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, you look at a, if you're matching off a monitor, I mean, you turn the brightness down one click or up one click, or you look at it at a slightly different angle, it might look a bit bluer or pinker or, you know, right. like a red or something. And it's just, yeah, there's, there's Sony. So you can, we'll get it. So it's like so close, but um, yeah, it's just like, I think matching from a monitor is if someone gives you a Pantone color, then it's, you know, easier, but yeah. um, a monitor is just, yeah. Yeah. And even then, like, I think we were talking to the guy from Pantone or the guy who used to work at Pantone. He's like, yeah, he's like, even those aren't even like a super <laughs> yeah. accurate. He's like, you can have a Pantone book and your buddy can have a Pantone book and you could look yeah. at the colors next to each other and they don't yeah. match. It's just like, yeah, well, what, the, what the fuck does even matter then? Like, <laughs> we've <what>? done that. <laughs> we did that. We bought yeah. two, like, yeah, last week and we compared like the same pages and we were like, okay, they're different. Yeah. So, <laughs> So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Can we try something? I don't know. Um, I had a couple of episodes ago, somebody asked about, you know, just basically like shop DNA, like to put things in context, like how big of a shop do you have square footage wise? How many employees, how many autos, these kind of things. And in the past, we've always sort of just haven't really talked about that sort of thing because we didn't want it to be like a measure of success or something like that, you know. We but, said dick measuring. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess could Just be a measure. Oh, we don't care about that stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think that it's kind of cool. Like I remember when I used to, when there wasn't the internet and I was, I would get like a screen printer magazine and they would, every month they would have a, like a shop tour and they'd talk about a shop and they would have like the basic details that said, Hey, you know, here's this shop and kind of here's what they do. And it sort of put things in context. And I thought that if you didn't mind sharing, we could, we can talk about it just so, yeah. you know, people can yeah, kind of I understand where you can, can go into that. Um, I think uh, we're probably still like a small to mid size, mid size shop. We have two autos. Um, what are we? 5,000 square foot. Yeah, 
right around there, yeah. Six, four, five-ish. <laughs> I think five, um, five, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we do a bit of DTG, but we're still trying to like get to terms with finding the right clients and uh, a steady flow and stuff like that. And what is there, 11 of us? Including um, us? There's, there's 12 of us, yeah, including us. 12 yeah. of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so me and you, me and you guys are pretty similar. Other than that, I just replaced my manual with an auto, so now I'm at three. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. Yeah, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm around like ten to twelve, depending on the season or whatever, and it's probably around <clears> the same. <throat> I honestly don't like. I get to ask this all the time, like, "What's my square footage?" I honestly don't know. Like, I've never been like, <laughs> "Let me measure the floor space." Like, I just don't care. Like. Yeah. My yeah. equipment fits. Right. It works. I I'm not yeah. measuring to be like, oh, I have to have 7,500 <laughs> square feet exactly. So well, nobody's yeah. saying that you nobody's saying that you did because a, a lot of us, like for me anyway, I know exactly how large our shop is because I lease and that's in the lease. Yep. And you're saying you know there's yeah, yeah, per, per square right. foot, and so it's it's easy. It's just like right up front. Uh, but if I I suppose that if I just bought this building. Maybe I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? If I added on and this and that, it wouldn't really matter. And you're right; it doesn't. Okay. You know, as long as it's working for you, it's it's not that important, I suppose. But just in the context of things, it's nice for people to know. I just had to fill yeah. out when we did this um, hot market print, you know, for this other company. They sent us this really elaborate Excel spreadsheet shop DNA. And so you have to go through every single de every single detail, like how many docs do you have? What's how high are they? You know, like at one point during that night when we were over, we were printing overnight, a van pulled up to pick up a pallet. I'm like, well, how's this going to work? You know, like it's not yeah. a dock high. And so like, it's really important, I think, um, and interesting anyway, to see, you know, what your building has, because maybe, you know, you can, people, it would resonate or they could relate to you and say, oh, well, shit, you know, I don't have a dock and I wish I did. And how, what's your solution for a dock? Oh, you just got a forklift and you, well, you know, so like, I think it helps. Well, I think it's like you yeah. said, I, the the person who who mentioned that, that we should ask is it puts into perspective of like, oh, I've really always looked up to this shop and blah, blah, blah. And then you guys say, oh, you know, I have 10 employees and um, this square mm -hmm. footage. And then they are like, oh, shit, that's like what I have. So like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm we're kind of in the same boat. You know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah. get it. It's just one of those things to me where it's like sometimes when you walk into a show and people are like, how many employees? What's the square footage? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like it's that flashy of like, I have a Rolex and you don't. It's like, who gives a fuck? Like I print yeah. Yeah, shit in my Fringy. shop, too. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, you can have uh, like, oh, go ahead. I, I think we're, we're, we're pretty happy with the size of our shop. Like we don't want to grow. uh don't know. Would we get a third auto? Bill's shaking his head. No, we don't want to grow. So uh, unless we could, um, unless we took on a contract job where they actually paid, then no, that's what I would yeah. say. Uh, My thought with getting the other auto was just because it was a foot bigger than the Sidewinder. So uh, it was yeah. like, why not get rid of this, uh, this manual that never gets used? And I needed to spend money anyway, so the government didn't take it. So I was like, fuck it, I'll buy another auto and a dryer. And it's not like it gets used every day because it doesn't at all. But it's that press where like if someone came in and was like, I need 2,001 color shirts or two color shirts or that press can just do sleeves and pockets for all I care. Like the sleeve oh, palettes yeah. are set up and you're just like, all right, let's just run it on this press. It's like, mm -hmm. why not at that point? So that was my thinking with the third auto was just 
overflow or just weird shit that we could just throw on it and get it done because nobody wants to manually print so let's be honest like yeah just throw it on that little auto and be done with it yeah as soon as we, we were considering off, go on. <laughs> we were <laughs> so considering getting like a a third just for doing like neck prints um and we still might uh we're trying to find like the smallest, best neck print machine. I don't like the rapid tags. Um, they kind of look, they look shit. I don't know if you guys have one. Do you use one? I just sold mine. They're made to a budget, aren't they? And they're made for a price point. And yeah, yeah. I really, I got to say that I'm torn because I had a rapid tag for a really long time. It worked really well for certain orders where like if someone was like, I want a thousand or more pieces with tags, it was nice to just because it did what it was supposed to do is a small squeegee, yeah. set the pressure, you set it, you put the ink in, you're just cranking out tags. Um, but it's one of those things you're screen printing tags. So realistically, you can only get so much detail. You can only really do one or two passes depending on the blank before the ink wants to come through this, the back of the shirt, like all these things. So we were always fighting it because you had to have like multiple screens burned and you had to switch them out for sizes and you had to do all this other stuff. And then it just got to the point where some jobs we were doing as transfers, some jobs we were doing as uh screen printed neck tags. And I was just like, fuck it. We bought those basically the pneumatic dual uh heat presses mm -hmm. and I can't keep mm -hmm. up with it. Like I literally like if you're loading both sides and you're sliding it back and forth, like it's hard to be like fully keeping up with it. So I was like, if if that's the case, I'm just going to buy two of those. And then if we have a big tag order, I'll just put two people on the yeah. on the heat presses and have them do it that way. Because A, I can do any color and full color tag that I want to do. I can get as much detail as I want to get out of it. And it looks better. Like I never have to worry yeah, about yeah. it bleeding through. I don't ever have to, have to worry about any issues. So I just got rid of the rapid tag altogether. And from now on, I'm just ordering. There's no screens, no nothing. I'm just ordering. Yeah, yeah. Um, either a screen printed transfer or a digital transfer for the neck tags. Yeah, so, we, but that's the other avenue that we're considering as well. Yeah, I think transfers are great. To be honest, unpopular opinion, but uh, yeah, just, I, yeah, I feel like they have a place. I'm not saying it's yeah, yeah. better than screen printing. I'm just saying no, it's like our true. argument that we were just having of like, does the customer actually give a shit? You know what I mean? Not yeah. that we want to put out a subpar thing, but it it's a net it's a neck tag like. They're not yeah. walking around showing off a neck tag. Like yeah, it's no. going to work. It's going to be in there. <laughs> like to me, I'm like, well, if we can make it and it looks better in my opinion, like it holds better detail. It's got everything in there. All these big brands for forever that we looked up to like Nike and all this other stuff. All those tags are fucking transfers. Mm -hmm. Like, And you can do them on like on the inside of hoodies and sweaters right. and stuff like that. So exactly. So I don't know. I feel like it's, it's got a place, but. Can you guys tell your story of how you got started? Because I feel like it's, you know, it's got to be a good one. Hmm. Do you want to go well? Uh, okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a few years older than Dick, and uh, I think I was about 19 or 20, and he was like 17 or something, and it was his idea to uh, start screen printing. And uh, I was just like, yeah. Um, wasn't really that like interested to begin with, but because we were both at college, um, and then yeah, I went on 
holiday well my attendance at college was terrible basically i was like a bit of a stoner and stuff in college and had a really bad attendance um and then yeah so like the second year i took the first couple of weeks off and because i was in australia with my friend and uh i went back and then got kicked out so i was like yeah sure that's that starts a screen printing business and kind of always been interested in like t-shirts and stuff like that um just like band shirts and you know skate shirts right. and things like that um so yeah uh we like bought all our stuff off ebay uh off some guy in like near london and it was like a, i think it was like a thousand pounds for like well, uh that was our that was our split 500 each yeah. yeah, so it was like a, I think it was a four color two station. That's what uh, I started with too. Yeah, yeah, like one of those ones that's like proper rickety. And um, was it a silver press, like the Ryan? No, one? it was like one that he said it didn't he didn't even have a name. Yeah, no, they were called custom carousels, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't known to anyone else. He called it that. <laughs> he wrote yeah, 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 on it with out. Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you might as well have. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah the training was like included and like inks were included and squeegees were included so you can imagine like a thousand pounds for a press squeegees ink uh training right. it's not going to be particularly good and yeah we went up to his uh like little workshop in london and um he was we had like you know an hour or two sort of looking at how to print and uh how to like develop a screen and stuff like that um and then he was like, oh, yeah, if you have like an image with gradients, then you basically open Microsoft Paint and you use like a, <laughs> the spray paint tool. And he was like, yeah, you have to be quite artistic and stuff like that. So you have to like color it in by hand. And we were like, that's pretty extreme. I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's how we started in, in Zig Shed um, in his parents' back garden. And then what year was this? The, uh, 2006, I think. And then we'd expose screens on like probably the same as tons and tons of people, like on like a floodlight with, and you'd like put a big heavy bit of glass on top of the screen and mm. print the film. And obviously your film's like terrible. So you printed it off on like, your like A4 inkjet printer at home. And, uh, yeah. So, and then we'd like run screens down the end of the garden from like the shed and like, they'd be like exposing as you're like, you know, going down there and trying to like wash it out. And yeah, every time you like messed up a screen, it was like 20 minutes to develop another one and all that stuff. And those, um, in those days, was it just a yeah. hobby or were you doing, was that for like customers at that point or what shirts um, were you printing? <laughs> <laughs> we did do a job. We did do jobs for customers. Yeah. Um, it was the MySpace days. It was MySpace. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we we did a lot of like outreach to people on like myspace and stuff like that um well, i was gonna say i feel like we started around the same time and we were kind yeah. of in the same spaces like we were in mts and doing the myspace thing and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i feel like we always saw each other in like different things yeah and then we didn't have a dryer so we'd like kill with a flash and a flash was like an oven element in like a uh you know housing and we'd just be like Zig's clock in his shed like went backwards. So um <laughs> so we'd be like, oh, we'll just like wait like one minute or something with the under the flash, and then we get confused about like 
was it has it been a minute or what and then we'd be like oh we just we just it's do burning. it until it yeah. like yeah we'll just do it until it starts smoking and then just take it out that's exactly uh, uh that's exactly how i was burning. told when i first started doing the band shirts in this uh yeah yeah jerry's garage he had like a makeshift thing too and he you basically yeah. printed the shirt took it off laid it under this like heating element that he made and that was his calculation he was like leave it there till it starts smoking and then it's done and i was like <laughs> yeah oh fuck is that a calculation leave it here till you it's burning. just before it starts burning yeah pretty much <laughs> And then we sort of wondered if we were just like absolutely terrible or whether it might possibly be that our press wasn't that good. Um, so eventually, basically, Zig's parents like um, when, had to move to uh, Saudi Arabia for his dad's work. So we didn't have access to the shed. Uh, so we were like, oh, we have to like, I don't know why we continued doing it because it was like terrible, um, like conditions and stuff. And then we were like, oh, we have to find like somewhere to run out of. So we need like a double garage and like rent a, a, a house somewhere. But around where we lived was like way too expensive. So we like just typed into Rightmove like our postcode and then like within a hundred miles. And then we ended up in like Westbury in Wiltshire, which is like a small like one horse town sort of thing it's not a train and you guys were still in school at this point or you both said fuck it and you were just screen printing uh Drop, zig was dropped, dropped it yeah zig i was just like nah fuck don't go to <laughs> don't do yeah. art in college let's go do yeah go do stuff i never really um, like went in anyway so it was yeah it wasn't leaving yeah. it was just like uh I guess just just, just not going, not going in. Yeah. <laughs> officially not going instead of just not going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris has a fun story. Fun story. I was the same way. Like I kind of went to school for a semester, and. I just blew all my money on band equipment, like my financial aid money, and it was funny. We were just like, "What are we doing today?" And now we're, oh, let's go, let's go to the movies or whatever. We literally drove by the school, and Chris was like, "Don't you have a final today or like an exam?" <laughs> and I was like. Yeah. Oh yeah, like ah, whatever. And then we just like went to the movies, which was literally across the street from the theater from the schools across the street from the theater. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Here I am, right next to school, watching a movie while I'm supposed to be taking a test. <laughs> yeah, that was just it, absolutely it out zero. Already, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, there was no uh, uh, interest in school really. So you found a a place then. Uh, yeah, so we found a place in Westbury with a double garage and we we got like a 10 grand loan or something, I think, uh, like a personal loan. And then we bought a Vastex. We imported some Vastex equipment because um, we, I don't know, we've been on T-shirt forums or something. And uh, well, there was super limited resources back then. I think it was just like T-shirt forums. It was nothing. Yeah. And maybe there was like one guy on YouTube. I don't know. What was YouTube even? I don't know. Um, it was pretty all of that. There wasn't like we had to speak directly to a lot of suppliers. I think we could have got like we were being fussy. The press that we wanted was a Vastex, um, and they're really like good solid presses. I'd probably yeah. if I wanted a manual, I'd grab another one. Um, yeah, they were. Good. We, we used, it was before they had a distributor in the UK, so we just order it all in from them, whatever we wanted. Seemed like it'd be yeah. really expensive. Uh, cheaper uh, than time, buying one in the was. uk now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, it was. yeah. In, the, in the uk now they've got a distributor so you 
it would actually be yeah more expensive doing it that way now mm. um but yeah we i don't think we had a did we, i think we bought a load of stuff in bits so i think we bought like a vastex hd 2000 or something like that i think it was called um and a little tiny dryer that was like 30 centimeters long or something and i think eventually we we ended up buying another vastex oh so yeah we basically we spent pretty we spent too much time when we were living at home like playing halo so nice. perfect <laughs> we were like we should probably like uh like get a unit that isn't in our house and sort of try and focus on like actually doing work um instead of just <laughs> playing it going oh no shit we got a deadline and, <laughs> and just like printing it like you know staying up all night and printing it like the day before mm-hmm. my problem was um, is that we bought the shop and then we put video games in the shop yeah so then we yeah, would like be. print half the day and then play video games half the day and customers would show up at the door and someone would be like hey there's someone here to see you and i'd be like tell them to go away we're busy and then <laughs> yeah like just play video yeah. games. The those times you just described, do you have fonder memories like of that time or now? You know what I'm saying? So like uh I'd were those now. the days? Now's better? Uh, both. Somewhere between I think both. The stress of learning yeah. to screen print um and being too stubborn to ask for help. Uh <laughs> I don't miss that at all because it's it's horrible. Like just trial and error everything um but when we first like our first ever paycheck which must have been like minimum wage maybe even less um i was so like happy with that and it was just like oh cool so we don't have a boss and we just do our own thing um yeah. even at that even when we had like one or two manuals i thought like this is it this is cool we're done yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we we never we never really had like let's keep going and get the auto let's keep going and do the next thing it was just uh kind of just happy happy at each stage i think i think so yeah, i don't the, know it's hard to answer the struggle i guess the struggles are different like the struggle when you were when you had that um when you were out of the garage um it was different and you were trying to learn things like how do i how do i really print you know on this manual yeah. and i don't know try to increase your your skills and things like that. That's a different kind of struggle. Now it's a, the struggles, something's entirely different. And I asked that because sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, you know, like I would go back and do it again because those were like, I felt so alive, you know, and I didn't know what the future was. I suppose that's a little bit true now, but now it's more like monotonous. (laughs) I hate to say that a little bit. Yeah. Did you, did you have a similar startup then? Yeah. I started in a two car garage. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have big garages. <laughs> Garage. <laughs> Garage. So yeah. well, ours ours are bigger. Yeah, because we got SUVs. Ours are yeah. tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and we're just we're just field. fat Americans and we need more space. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, well ours, a, a double garage to us would be like maybe one of yours, I think. So okay. yeah, it was tight. Uh yeah, a bit smaller. Like I squeezed an auto into my garage. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, we wouldn't have been <laughs> absolutely no yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but we didn't even really have that good lighting in that garage. It was just like a pure brick like dungeon. Basically, it was pretty sad. What was your guys' like clientele then? 
was it were you going after a certain market or what was it myspace it literally we were trying to hit up any band and trying to undercut every other printer mm-hmm. um yeah just like give us some work and at that time sorry to all those people but we were like people were paying us to learn how to print um yeah and we all do we that. didn't have too many complaints <laughs> we didn't have too many complaints <laughs> but when we bought okay. the when we first moved out of the garage and we started taking stuff actually seriously that's when it was monster press and we actually had like a decent brand and stuff and we were trying like really trying then um we had a different name before that yes we didn't really try to i don't know i guess we we did but we didn't really start taking it like properly seriously until we got a unit and were like what was the name before monster that's really cringe (laughs) rosco it was uh, it's will's middle will's middle name but we spell it with a z because it's super cool Nice. Because I did a really cool design like in 2006 that was, was like, I just did it on Photoshop and it was like a skull with like two revolvers. And nice. It had like stencil font <laughs> on like the forehead saying like Rosco. And that was all literally all <laughs> I like could think of because of that. Um, it's really cringy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, the, and we had, like, a, the skull with the revolvers is a little dated, but. Yeah, I think if you saw the quality of it, maybe I wish we still had one. <laughs> yeah, those prints like didn't go anywhere though. What we did back then, they're like, yeah, they're like bulletproof, like fluorescent plastisol and stuff like that. Yeah. So when you when you moved out and you you said you started taking it more seriously and mm. changed the name and all that other stuff, did you did you have a plan where you're like, I'm gonna get this machine. I'm gonna, we're gonna do water base. We're gonna do this and this. Or were you just like, let's just wing it again and see what happens? No, it's really weird. We like grew like so. I think 50, 30, 50% like every year, just super organically. We didn't really like think to like at all. We were just like working, you know, working in the business really, not on it. Um, and then I think probably when we got a second unit is when I think that we took it like super, super seriously. Um, and that was like, our first unit was like 500 square foot or something. I think our second unit was 1250 and like a quarter of that was office, um, and toilet. So I think that's when we started getting like a good name for ourselves and our work, um, was in the second unit. And we were like, actually we fully like, we were always trying to improve, but we just didn't have the, knowledge or the experience skills to actually be good um but yeah by the time we got into there we worked a lot of the kinks out and we were sort of actually printing like you know actually doing decent half tones and uh like were you all just like kind of self-taught with that or did you do anything any classes or anything i did take uh mark kudre's half tone mastery course um which was just a series of videos and I just took a bunch of notes. Um, we did also have, uh, I think we were having some problems with our screens or something. And we had a consultant come in, um, and help us with some of that. With like your EOM um, issues or something. I can't remember. Do you Pretty remember what was, it was? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we were doing like I, one don't, I, or something. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he basically approached us. Um, and these were still like real early days. There wasn't anything online. Um, there's not yeah. like videos or there wasn't even like very good supply shops and stuff like that. It's kind of ring up and see what they got. Um, and he showed us how to coat a screen properly. That was exciting. <laughs> um, little, little bits like that. At the time, it was like, okay, yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. Um, building a nice stencil, exposing it properly. Uh, he got us into using rollers, actually, because he was using them. So we were using yeah. rollers uh, before we even had an auto. Um, yeah, he helped us with a few different bits. Yeah, yeah. Will Pearson from Phantom Screen Print. Uh, was, shout out, uh, Will. Shout out to Will. He's like one of the only other, I think one of two other printers in the entire of the UK at that time that was using roller frames. Um, and yeah, he was like a massive screen print. Well, he still is. He's not dead or anything. <laughs> he was like a super like screen print nerd and he was like well into uh, everything. So yeah, we... I still talk to him from time to time and the conversations are, you know, never less than like an hour and a half. Yeah. Really interesting guys to talk yeah. to. Um, but yeah, he helped us out a lot. And then that, I think that really did help our, uh, um, quality and like, yeah, that was probably what helped our like half tone and sim uh, simulated process and things. And we started getting more involved with stuff. How many employees were you at at that point? Oh god, it was a nightmare. Uh, when we first, yeah, when we first had it, it, was just me and Zig, and then if one of us was on holiday, it was like the worst thing ever. And we were both printing, um, and then I'd do emails for like a couple of hours in the morning, and then print, um, and then do emails in the evening as well. Um, and then eventually, we hired a guy from our old town who still works for us. He's an amazing printer. Um, oh, or did we hire Ash first? Uh, no, Jay remember. was. For, I think Jay came. Oh yeah, Jay was first. So he was from our old town, and he's like super hard worker. Um, yeah, he's great. And then that's when I stepped down from printing for the most part, and just did. There was we had so much like backlog of like office stuff to do, and staying up late like doing like emails and stuff in the evenings. So we needed someone and we were like super we've always we were always so reluctant to hire people and like like only if you're like dying of stress would you <laughs> like employ someone okay. um so yeah we did we hired jay and then a bit later we hired ash who we knew from like myspace um we'd we printed for him uh oh uh, yeah we he, he had a brand yeah we printed for him like years before um yeah. i think in the shed days wasn't it yeah yeah literally um, i think he was the first guy to ask for like a big print and we taped two bits of a four <laughs> film together and it was like a four like print on a little step yeah. Yeah. yeah i have the exact yeah, same yeah. story yeah we we used to do the films together and we would tell the customers like hey we can't do it this big if it has half tones because the half tones would never <laughs> you would see yeah, a line yeah, yeah. where you taped them <laughs> yeah. together yeah and we have actual yeah. prints that like we sent out to customers that were like that, where you could literally see this like strong Step. line, right? Yeah. yeah What's yeah. what is hiring like in the UK? So are there trade schools and stuff where people can learn how to screen print? Or the people that you hired, were they 
Did you train them? Did they have they ever screen printed before? No, we've um we haven't we had one person out of anyone that we've arrived that had experience and that was a really bad experience. So I don't want to do that anymore in the future. <laughs> I like training people. Um because you don't have to like battle bad habits and yeah, you know, they might come with good habits too, but to to retrain people from different shops, especially like high volume shops where it's just a different game. It's everything speed and mess. And we're quite a, we're not a fast shop. We get shit done, but like, we're not, you know, we're not doing like 900 an hour and stressing over shit. Um, I like to train people. Yeah. Yeah. To try like, this is how our shop works. Um, works for us. You know, uh, if you've worked in a different shop, it works differently. And it works for that shop, cool. But um, it, I, th- I feel like it's easier to just have someone that's Brand just passionate new. and has attention to detail. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we kind of hire people based on like just, I guess, culture more than anything, and like whether you yeah. sort of like their vibe. Yeah, because I because because that that's kind of what we love about having a small business, and I don't think we'd ever grow like into much bigger than we are now just because it's just a really nice atmosphere and like yeah we've had it in the past where you know you might have you know people that might like upset things and throw the balance off and stuff and it kind of like yeah it really like impacts things and yeah we're just in a really really good spot at the moment where like we've got a really solid team of like really cool people um that just like are auton- autonomous just get on with stuff you don't have to be like at their you know at their back all the time and yeah i just love that like i like having a small business and i just like how it runs like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess are yeah, you guys but, are you guys sticklers to your employees about like uh quality and keeping the shop clean and all those things because that's something that like we're kind of on people for all the time and I don't know. It's just you visit all these different shops and you, like you said, everyone's shops a little bit different or they're about speed or, you know, the, then the cleanliness goes mm-hmm. down the drain and everything else. I think the only thing that like upsets me if, I, if I feel like it's something, if, if something's like an honest mistake or something like that, I just, I couldn't care less. Like it, it happened. It was like, you know, I can see how some like a mistake was made or something like that. But if I feel like it was like negligence, that's yeah, that's when like I get a bit like upset about stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean like, uh, but in terms of like cleanliness and things, um, we just have like a maintenance schedule and stuff that we try and stick to. Um, and then we set up like Slack notifications that kind of just annoy the crap out of you until you <laughs> check it off as done <laughs> um and stuff like that I, I mean sometimes they get ignored even yeah if it's like a daily reminder um, in like busy season people are just busy but um yeah. so you yeah. have a bit you have a busy and a slow season you you know like we do here oh yeah yeah i saw you i think i saw a little bit of a podcast that you were doing i think last week and you were talking about that and I thought, yeah, yeah, January, <coughs> February, same as you guys, I think. Yeah. Are you, uh, Z, you said that you aren't always on press. Are you kind of 
that guy who's setting up both presses, making sure everything's good to go, and then letting the people run that press that are on it? Or um, not not really. Like uh our head printer Jay is he'll put out prints as good or as maybe even better than some of the stuff that I do. Um so he can he's like always on one of the presses. And then we've got uh I guess a junior printer. Um she's still learning a lot of stuff. But uh we don't we don't really like give her work that she's not you know, right. it's just gonna, like it, it it will take too long to set up. Um so I'll jump between like helping helping both people or just problem solving or filling in the gaps or prepping work that like needs I don't know, it needs a certain ink mixed or something. And mm-hmm. uh, I, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll jump in and do certain jobs if people are off or lunch break. You know, yeah. I, I like to attempt to have both machines moving. When I took Bill, my production manager, up to uh, visit Tony the other day, and we were having lunch, and uh, one of the discussions that Bill was having to Tony was just kind of like, you know. About employees and like, you know, what they should be doing or issues with employees or whatever. And Mm. one of the things that Tony had said is like, I think you're just at that point where like you should be the guy who like you should train the people on press that you currently have to be really, really good at loading, unloading and maybe tearing down. And then your job should just be because you're the one that you feel like has the best quality, has the best standards, has the, you know, you care about what's happening all the time just like you be the one to set it up and improve and make sure like squeegee angle pressure, uh, everything's set up the way it needs to be passes, all this other stuff, and then let them run the yeah. press until the job's done. So like, okay. he's, he, he's not running a press. He's just bouncing around between the three and being like, yeah. every single one of them is running it like optimal, you know, quality think, and speed and all that. stuff. I think during like busy season, it's happen? a bit more, more like that maybe. Um, but, I think in quieter periods, it's, yeah, um, a bit of, a bit of that and a bit of like, I guess, process improvements and like, yeah, trying to, um, let, let people sort of learn on their own a little bit to some extent, but helping them, you know what I mean? I think that might be it. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of yeah, it too, I, is that like when he's setting stuff up and doing that, he's like showing them what he's doing. He's not just like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. get out of the fucking way. Like, let me do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think it's like, let me set the standard of like how we're doing things and like what should yeah. be, you know, like he's the one doing the research. Like me and him are constantly yeah. looking at things and be like, this is how we can improve. That's why I said, like, we're doing all these tests, like we're doing it, not like the entire staff. So that when we can figure out what we want to do, we'll, present it to them and like, Hey, this is our findings. Like, this is what we want to do going forward. So yeah. same thing, like you said, when it gets slow or when there's that weird job, I think he's going to hop on that third auto and print it. Yeah. But I think going forward is going to be more of like, he's just managing things and getting people trained really well at loading and unloading and the mechanics of the press, I guess. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, uh, I think that's a good idea. I've heard a lot of, bigger shops pretty much have that as well. They'll just have like, depending on the size, maybe like one, two, three, like doing exactly what you said, like set jobs up and right, then you'll like have a load and the unloaders. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe a third person just going around 
making sure everything's still working as when you set it up and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, I've never really seen like a a go to recipe for training or like you said, like do you do you train them to do everything by themselves or do you do this or that? And I don't know. I still don't really know the best way to do that. Yeah, I feel like the thing that we were talking about is the fact that like Bill will run the press one way and it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just like this is that he found the best performance or the best looking print or whatever. And then Zach, I have two Zachs that run the press. So like they'll all have their own ways of printing. You know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, I think this angle and this speed is better. And then the the next one says, I think this angle and speed (laughs) and thinning of the ink is better and whatever. And it's like. Yeah, I just feel like that creates problems because then all the prints are slightly different. And then there's also like if this one leaves and someone steps in, it's different and weird. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's why we're trying to be like, okay, this is the upstate way. You know what I mean? Like train everybody to be like, this is how we print white. This is how top colors are. And we're not doing 100 passes of this. We're going to do two or one or whatever. Um, I think it's just him going around being like, this is how we do it. Yeah, yeah we moved. To, sorry, go on. <laughs> I was going to say we moved to the that pod manager um, setup. Yeah. I think it was maybe around um, November last year, and which that pod manager isn't the production manager. That's a separate role. The pod manager is sort of what you just described, and we found that we are tremendously more efficient um, mm-hmm. as the first thing that happens, and then as a like like a byproduct of it all is that the training is, is way better. And so, because that person that's the pod manager understands what's going on on press. And uh, we chose that person because they were a really good communicator. They're really calm and then, and they're a really great teacher, you know, and that's like, that's something that they wanted to do. And they were like almost a cheerleader in a way towards the each press team, you know? And so um, I would say that it's expensive, you know, because there's times where, the pod manager, we're paying them and there maybe there's some downtime, you know, and th- there's always not. So sometimes like we're running a, the same job all day and there's not a whole lot of uh, one training opportunity and two set up, tear down. I mean, it's just the same job, right? You're just loading and offloading. Um, and so it seems like they're, they, they do find other things to do and to talk about and uh, maybe they're loading inks for that press and things like that. So it's That's expensive. why you have that third press though, because then he can run the yeah. sleeves or pockets and whatever while the other jobs are running. That's yeah. true. And we're getting ready to to run our third press. We're just, it just, uh, we had, Dylan and I were talking about this before we came on and that is it's like, uh, it's picked up here quite a bit. And so we'll turn on the third press for the year here pretty soon. But like, as of right now, no, we're, we're not doing that. And we're still just sticking to our, the two, you know, our two autos and a dryer and those teams right there. And we really love it, you know, and actually I think maybe the third thing that happened was morale improved. You know, when, when you're on press and things are going wrong and you don't have anybody to help you, you know, or you feel like you're maybe understaffed and you have all this to do or whatever. I, I just think that, when you have support, you know, then you, uh, you have a better day. And so that's the, like the third thing we love it. So it's, it's, we're going to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a, yeah, yeah. sounds like a cool idea. Mm-hmm. I think that'll work. So what's going on with you guys now? I mean, we talked about the Vaztex and when you, when you got going with the new company, 
has it kind of been autopilot since then as far as just like slow growth every year or is it kind of going in a new direction or anything? Uh, I would say basically we got to the point where we, we, we outgrew that unit, uh, that we were talking about before. And then we went into another unit that was maybe about 2,500 square foot, something like that. Um, and then that just got so full and we had, we had one auto and we kind of needed to buy a second one. Um, so, uh, we ended up moving again to the unit that we're in now, which was quite a big step up. Um, so I'd say, yeah, that, yeah, the first couple of years of being there, I guess was like, it was like too big for us really. Um, but now we've, we're at the point where we've sort of grown into it and we're like, yeah. Um, so yeah, we bought our second auto, we bought like a new dryer um and then we bought a like drone for the back of the dryer to extend the length because we're doing like a lot mm-hmm. more water based and stuff um then we bought a spider and we bought a auto reclaim so yeah we had a lot of investments in like the first couple of years of being there or so so yeah um and yeah our, tur- our turnover's been like fairly similar um I guess, uh, except for the past maybe couple of years, it's we've, we're increasing every year. Um, I guess I've um, sort of I'm I've got more time now to sort of be working on the business as well right. as in the business. I mean, like I guess still, you know, thirty percent of my time is still doing like artwork steps and things like that. Um, and then obviously I've got loads of other bits and pieces to do, but. Uh, yeah, I'm actually spending maybe five, ten percent of my time, like actually trying to do like marketing and <laughs> trying to like move right. things forward. So yeah. yeah, before that, I think it was a lot of it was very natural growth, and then yeah, the past year or so is probably yeah, it's been more like yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say forced growth, but <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not quite well, the right we, we didn't have to advertise for such a long time no yeah i mean like we'd spent like we, there'd be some years where we'd spend like we'd have on our balance sheet like yeah 500 pounds or a thousand pounds on like advertising mm-hmm. now we still don't spend as much as we should um and to be honest i'm still like i'm still in two minds about like advertising whether like yeah like Obviously Whether it's worth to. it or not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get my head around, like, Google AdWords and stuff like that. But I just feel like, yeah. You can't keep up with it. Like, I feel like it changes yeah. all the time and the way they do things and everything. It's like when they started doing uh, Facebook ads and Instagram and all this other stuff. It was simpler. And now it's like, okay, you just pay money to be in more people's faces. And now it's like, oh, you need to... Everything's yeah. like changes so fast and like oh the 2023 way to do things is totally the opposite of what 2022 was and it's like <laughs> what the fuck i just figured out 2022 and here it is three months into 23 and it's like yeah. you gotta start all over again it's stupid and i i understand what you're saying about the force growth thing because that's exactly yeah. where i'm at is like we were on autopilot for the last whatever fucking 12 14 years or whatever yeah 
and yeah, yeah. we just had inbound like all of my salespeople, customer yeah. service people it, they're all just used to getting emails every day and inbound and like mm-hmm. just doing their thing and then now it's to the point where just everything is where it is and the production's really good and the staffing's really good and but it's kind of just like it's not stale but it's like we're just sitting here like floating and like growing every year mm-hmm. but it's like gently and all this other stuff and i'm kind of like yeah we can print way more than we're printing not that I want them to be out there fucking crushing all day long, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. maybe I should utilize like outbound a little bit, like go try to get new yeah. stuff again. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like we haven't tried to do that. And since we were like, you know, MySpace and early Facebook days where we were just hitting yeah. everybody up being like, Hey, we want to print for you. Now yeah, I'm yeah. kind of being like, Hey, you guys need to be trained on outbound because yeah, that was, we don't do any. But back in the day, you probably had the fact that you were cheap and now right. you would probably like, not we don't want to be cheap job. though yeah yeah mm-hmm. same here um i mean yeah we we have we have one price list and that's it we don't have yeah. any contract work everyone pays up front um same and that's just how we run and like yeah so it's like it's kind of like we're, we're also at it's, that it's, point too like both of us like we could be like <laughs> we could sell ourselves on quality i feel like like we put the time yeah. in the training in got where we are so that's like our outbound strategy is like, let's hit up the clients that we want to work with, not necessarily yep. who will just pay our bills. That's and exactly we're trying to put together like really nice sample boxes and like really good direct things to them. Like, hey, let us take you to dinner and like give you things and show you options that you can do. Like, how can we help you? Not like, how can we get your money? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we really want to right, work yeah. with companies like you we just really like who you are. Let us work together. Not like, how can I get your business? Because I just want to add another job to the schedule. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We're trying to like take a more targeted approach. Well, we are taking a targeted approach at like outreach and stuff like that. Um, There's like a very specific kind of size and like kind of type of company that we want to work with. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it comes down to like, someone who shares like the same sort of values and yeah, exactly. really cares about that sort of stuff. Um, Cause otherwise you just go to any, anyone. Um, and yeah, I've, I think I've, I think I've only ever done like an outbound, like sales sort of uh, trip once. And it was actually really good. And uh, yeah, it was a local company that built like custom Land Rovers um, <laughs> like really spenny ones. And, uh, yeah, I went and talked to their like designers and, uh, marketing people and that, yeah, it was really cool. I just bought like a big awesome. box of like shirts and like random samples and stuff. And, um, yeah. And like some prints and stuff that we've done. And then they were like, Oh, can you critique our print that I had before? And I was like, Oh God. Um, and that, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. Tearing somebody <laughs> so, else apart. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I, you know, it's fine. Um, I wasn't like a, a complete, yeah. Yeah. I think when I walk into stuff like that, a lot of times it's like, I, I, I don't want to be like, oh, the last guy you're using or whatever is dog no, shit. We're going to be way better. It's usually, yeah. it's usually, and this is kind of the conversation we had with Johnny last week is like, I, I walked up to his table uh, and was having a conversation and I was like, hey, you print, uh, you print this cupcake and crossbones logo on everything like that's a one color like whatever and the way he's done it for years it's just this like double 
plastisol white print, like huge on the front of a shirt. And I wasn't trying to be like, hey, I'm going to print this better. I was just like, why have you never done this in just like white discharge? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would, the shirt would feel better. It would breathe better. All this other stuff. Like I'm not trying to necessarily get his business, but it was a legit question. And Uh, the other thing too is. Dylan, the truth is, is you went up and you said, hey, tiny fish sucks. And (laughs) pre tiny fish. uh, I can do a way better job. So Johnny came to (laughs) me and then I. So it wasn't going to work because he wanted to do all this fulfillment. And then Tony took him from me instead. Mm. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is I asked him too. I'm like, also too, like, why don't you have your own print shop at this point? Like you've been around for so long. You're doing these prints. Like you could do this. You could invest in your own shop and all this other stuff. I, I wasn't going to him to be like, I just want to do your work. We were legit yeah, having yeah, a conversation yeah. of like peer to peer of like, how can I, with my knowledge of whatever I know, mm help improve your company or your marketing or whatever. So that's how I approach all these other people is like, I don't want to take, just take what you're doing somewhere else. I want to do something different and be like, why are you not offering this? And did you know that this kind of apparel exists or this kind of printing exists? Cause most people don't, they just are like, give me your logo. And then they just print it. However, that shop prints it. They don't ever give them options of like, oh, we could do water base or discharge or plastisol or, you know, metallics or anything. They're just like, give me your logo. I'll print it. I don't I know. Just sometimes and be like, how can we make it better? Sometimes a customer doesn't need a better uh, product. They just need better service. And so it, yeah, sometimes it's not too. just a, a product, you know, um, you guys worked with yeah. Johnny Cupcakes, didn't you? Didn't he said in the comments that you, you, you did some sort of pop-up shop with him? Uh, yeah, he, um, I think uh, Craig Robson, uh, an illustrator in the UK, uh, pointed in my direction. I think he's a tattoo artist now, um, actually. But uh, yeah, we, he just approached us and said, I'm, ha- I'm doing a pop-up shop in London. Can you print our stuff? And I was like, yeah. And that was pretty much it. But yeah, we were like, oh yeah, that's not a big deal. We haven't been following you for 10 years. We're not like obsessed with your brand. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we'll do it, man. No. <laughs> yeah, here's a quote. Play it cool. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. No, we were, we, we were yeah. so excited. <laughs> yeah, we were excited about it, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we were like, oh, do you want a discharge? Do you want a this? Do you want a that? And yeah, so um, yeah. And then you're nervous about giving it to him too, because you're like, I want to make sure this is just yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. They did look good. Those customers say. are those customers are good and bad just because of that. You know what I mean? You're excited to work with them. And then you're also like, fuck, what if I fuck this up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's especially because a... uh he was I mean, he, he's super up to date with screen printing and how it should and shouldn't look and those kind of different things. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We were a bit nervous about the neck tags, I think, because we printed them in. Uh, I think he wanted them in white plastic, or mm-hmm. um, showing through. Yeah, but they look good. It was yeah. fine. You did good. <laughs> I think they're on AA or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of thing. There's a few other listener questions. Uh, Dylan, okay. you want to do them? I have one pulled up. Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, there was there was a couple that stood out to me. Uh, Print Poppy said, is it true that you have ad- abandoned CTS and are want to go back to film? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, no, we haven't. We still have a, a CTS. We still have a spider too. Um, it's probably the only bit of equipment that I wouldn't buy again. Uh, 
we haven't had much fun with it. it like when it works it's okay but it's been so problematic it's caused me so much stress so much downtime cost us a lot of money and like you know lost days that we can't print can't make screens and uh so it's not that you want to go back to film it's just you're frustrated with no. the machine that you have yeah so even when we when we first made the transition we were getting better results with film because we had films so dialed we've been doing it for however long right right um and then we got to the point where like they're similar enough that's cool uh and maybe for a year or two it was faultless but when it started having problems it just seemed non-stop like uh i've heard similar stories from other people but then other shops you know it works for them and i don't want to shit on the brand because yeah they're doing their thing too but uh it's it's more like where else do you go because you can get an inkjet for two grand which you know you replace it every year or two or you can get a cts for 50 um mm -hmm. and it's going to give you similar results but it's more expensive to run they want 4k just for like warrant like maintenance because you know a year just because they know it's going to like shit will happen mm -hmm. and we're kind of we're kind of just waiting out to see what's going to come out next that we can use and um, get the laser maybe laser maybe yeah, yeah if it becomes uh if it there's not really any available in the uk at the moment that i'm interested in but maybe in the future we'll see okay mm. it uh, has been trouble free for since they last fixed it you better fucking maybe. knock on yeah. wood right now a good yeah, yeah. I, yeah I can't go in the the amount of stress it's caused me like it's probably ongoing for a year like every month or two it's just like oh it's broken again oh it's broken again oh, it's, and the like all the engineers we've had out they've all been such like solid dudes they're trying to like it's mm -hmm. not for lack it's not for lack of like people trying to fix it it was just yeah, like yeah. there's so many variables that it might be this it could be that okay we change that that's caused another problem okay like they're trying to like fight the machine. Um, Every once in a while, there's again. a dud. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah. Be I asked them. Just, I was just yeah, like, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Is, have we yeah. got a bad machine? Are we unlucky? Like, we look after it. It's got its own room. We're like so up to date with maintenance and that kind of stuff. So, it's still on the original head yeah. from like five years ago, and most people are changing them out like you, at least once mm -hmm. a year. Do you talk nice to it? Give it some love. <laughs> Ever? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that could be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you walk in the machine, you talk dirty to it. You're like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you better work today, man. We're busy. Like <laughs> Zig is like an incredibly like patient person as well. So for him to sort of like eventually <laughs> lose his rag and it's just be like, fuck this machine, it's like, yeah, it has to be yeah. like poke 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 for a very yeah. long time for for that to happen so yeah there was genuinely a lot of issues yeah, yeah. and then you'd fix it and it would be all right for like a week and then there'd be like another issue or the same issue and it's just like oh my god <laughs> i've also <laughs> <It's> the worst <laughs> i've also got to say like one of my favorite shows from my childhood that i still like is quantum leap and every time i hear you say ziggy i automatically think of that show <laughs> Because of the supercomputer that he had that like told him where to go back in the back in time and everything was called Ziggy. <laughs> so like every time you say it, I'm just like, God damn. It's me. 
It's just you. You're the Ziggy supercomputer. Stardust, isn't it? Right. Your parents kind of hippies. Was it Bowie? Uh, I, I don't I don't think there was any like influence. They just thought, oh, okay, Ziggy's my middle name. So my name is Peter Ziggy Hill. And they at the time probably thought this is a cool name, but let's Nickname, do it in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, and then I have zero memory of ever being called Peter. They just ran with it. So, yeah, yeah, they're weird. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, another question was, uh, <clears throat> what made you want to choose MHM? Uh, we we actually had a sportsman. That was our first auto, and I just didn't get on with it. It wasn't for us. MHM sort of dominates in the UK anyway. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It just seems like it's kind of a yeah. go-to service over there. Yeah, I think originally we went... I can't remember exactly how we chose, but it, the price probably led us that way too. Uh, m and are cheaper. It was our first auto. We're in a tiny unit. Um, and for like our first press, it was great. We were still doing like good work and... Um, mm. It was an, it was a good entry level press for us, but uh, yeah, I, I used to struggle with them. And again, I don't want to piss on people's companies, but <laughs> it, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work for us. It, um, the newer machines look great, to be honest. The same as all the machines are starting to look the same, I think. And I'd, I'd buy some of the newer M and R. It's just that because we are running running MHM now. That you know, I don't want to mix up the shop. Yeah, but, I just think it uh, it boils yeah, down yeah. to that service thing. Like they're bigger over there, they're easier to get mm. parts, easier yeah. to service, everything like yeah. that. It's like why wouldn't? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. I think we were, we had yeah, a much yeah. better relationship with uh, Dave as well, um, who was the yeah. M and R rep. I think that was one of the deciding yeah. things. And I think maybe part of the reason why we didn't get on with it is because we were using round bar like Newman rollers right and the clamps are square i think i don't know is this right or not yeah does that have anything to do with it uh, am i talking kind about of that one? no it was it was one of the issues that uh yeah it just i like things that are user-friendly at mhm they just have set angles set bars it's smooth it run it's like uh we'd get consistent results i, I found myself like too scared to use micro reg sometimes because you'd pop the back clamp move it and yes it might go in it might go out kind of thing it, i don't know it was um it wasn't for me right that machine Makes yeah sense. i think it's easier to control the variables on an mhm right because i think that yeah. even the yeah. foot pounds of pressure or something was like a bit all over the place like sometimes it would put more pressure down than others even though yeah, even saying and Adjusting uh, just, like barrels on both sides and stuff. MHM is just it's up and down, and it's easier to mm -hmm. teach people like those kinds. Of, yeah. It usually comes down to just user friendly teaching people as well. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. you can run amazing work. There's people throwing out amazing work. There's great printers mm -hmm. on all different types of presses, but I want something that's like repeatable and quick. Yeah, what works yeah. for you, yeah. Andy? You had a AI generated question. I do. Yeah. I think maybe even two. So yeah, we typed in a question to chat.openai <laughs> and uh, a robot spit out a question for you guys. First one is, what nice. is trending in the UK at the moment? 
Oh, I'm the last person to ask that. Well, what's cool? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I'm like really bad at social media and stuff now. I, I don't think I'd even have an Instagram or a Facebook if I didn't have a business. Uh, so yeah. I'm basically out of the loop. Uh, what's trending? What, so what's trending at the shop, you know, apparel wise or design wise? Oh, okay. Um, these like big, yeah, I, big shirts, these big like yeah. square streetwear. Um, streetwear. <laughs> yeah, they got like possible thick, tight necks, square, like drop shoulder. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Seen a lot of that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's coming yeah. in quite a lot. A lot of these companies now are realizing that trend and they're making like extra thick collars and extra boxy tees. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gross. Um, yeah, it used to all be slim fit. Um, for years, yeah. Yeah, and when we first started, it was all like fluorescent ink. And now nobody, <laughs> nobody does that. And like youth, I think it was youth large t-shirts um, yeah. and like fluorescent like ink. Yeah. And as big as possible. Prince yeah, now possible. Go, yeah. Oh, yeah, as big as possible, yeah. Over the bottom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Over we used everything. to love it, yeah. We were like, we need to be able to print as big as possible. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why that every press I bought it was. Yeah, we were just doing oversized everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some customers love it. I mean, we we personally, our personal taste, we uh, a bit more like refined these days and go for smaller prints and stuff, and like yeah. for our own brands and stuff. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a trend there for the last couple of years where bands and everybody were doing a left chest on the back. It was like everyone yeah, wanted that, that contractor too. style print. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what's trending? Uh, where you guys are? Yeah, it was Puff. Puff okay. was big for it's. I think it's on its way. It feels like it's on its way out a little bit, but right. Um, yeah, I don't know. We just posted one like yesterday or something. Puff, yeah. I think it's a yeah, bit. Yeah, of the I've same. seen them. Okay. We've what are you seen saying, Puff Ziggy? floating around. Uh, we've seen Puff floating around a bit more. I've just never really bothered with it. It used to be like maybe one, two requests a year. So I was like, I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. Send them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I kind of did some trials and stuff recently. I was like, yeah, we can do it now. Yeah. We'll I feel like I feel like we're getting maybe a couple requests for Puff a week at this point. Which again, oh, okay. we never yeah, used that at really, all. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was stoked when we started working with Howard for transfers. Now they have puff transfers. So like single colors, I could just, I could just order a (laughs) hundred puff transfers and never have to worry about if the temperature of the dryer is just right. Or if I have enough puff or if it's going to cave in on itself, it's just like, fuck it, transfer them all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially mixing too much puff and then it sits on the shelf for two years or something, you know, (laughs) that's no fun. Um, Does it affect the shelf life of the ink long term or? Just I don't it, think it so. It's itself. just that, you know, who's maybe somebody doesn't order that color again and then it just yeah, sits yeah, there, yeah. you know, yeah. in puff, that is, you know. Yeah. Um, second robot question. It's a two parter. So, how do you stay motivated and productive, especially during times of stress and uncertainty? And do you take on too much stress sometimes? The computers want to know how to stress you out, basically. Yeah, yeah. They answer this. Us. Should we answer it separately? So, uh, do you sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, how do I deal with um, how do I deal with stress? Naps. <laughs> I nap. I'm a napper. Uh, get high. 
in the evenings, <laughs> not at work. Good answer. Um, uh, how do I stay motivated? Trying to, like, uh, your podcast is great, honestly. Hey, thanks. Seeing, um, being connected with people that are doing all the same stuff and realizing, like, we're not all, every shop's the same. We're not that different. Everyone's thinks they got shit figured out, but we don't. <laughs> it's, it's, still, it's still stressful. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's a stressful environment sometimes. Um, yeah, staying up to date. Like when we, we flew out to LA, it super wasn't necessary, like financially and stuff like that. But but fun as fuck though. Yeah, and like seeing new machinery, <laughs> like what's up to date, um, bumping into people, talking to them, and I, those kinds of things. Yeah, trying to. Or even just trying out new inks or like you right. said, messing around with different half tones and stuff. The customer the customer might might not really care, but it's fun for us. But we care, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like interesting to see like how we how we can push different parameters within the company, I guess. Mm -hmm. For me anyway. Yeah. Well. Uh yeah, just uh uh never being fully satisfied with anything is <laughs> basically <laughs> my character trait so i'm always like looking to improve things and like improve processes improve like like everything basically my personal life i'm not like that at all but like um i'm just like super you know whatever but um yeah at work for some reason i'm just yeah always always seem to be motivated and always have something that i can be working on or yeah it definitely it helps be. having like yeah having having like a to-do list and like i'm like a bit of a freak and i like literally time everything that i do and write it down and then archive it like daily so i can like keep track of what i'm spending time on and what i'm each day and things like that so um it's a bit of that like yeah it's like yeah just i i like the past couple of years i've been trying to like set actual goals and trying to reach goals and because uh, i find in my personal life as well if i have like some sort of goal that i need to work towards then uh it really helps keep me stay on track uh, helps me stay on track so yeah uh just yeah just always trying to improve i guess i, I think that <laughs> writing down the times yeah. thing is interesting so basically mm. it's i guess it's a bit like journaling throughout the day and then yeah. once you have that, if you have every day, you know, basically like an activity log or a journal, you yeah. go back and look at it and say, hey, wait, I spent too much time on this. I shouldn't, I need to find like a better solution for this or that. Is that how you use it or what? Why, yeah, why yeah, yeah. That? Yeah. So if I was like spending, you know, too much time doing artwork steps or something, I might be like, oh, maybe I should be, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm spending time, time on tasks that I could be delegating to someone else mm -hmm. and i was also gonna say you could you could know when to hire at that point too yeah yeah and then it's also like personal uh, some of it's just personal responsibility as well so i like i'm holding myself like accountable basically <laughs> so i can you know sort of check in on myself and be like what am i doing and sometimes you know you have those days where you're like you've been working all day but you're like what have i done do you ever all, have that all the time yeah, all, yeah every yeah. day of my life is so that's how it is like literally it's even that like um 
one of the main reasons not not for like like recording time spent and stuff but um i just basically have the worst like working memory um i'm like a goldfish so like i have to write things down um and then also it's like a stress relieving sort of thing like i don't have things like going round and round in my head like oh i'll have to remember to do that oh shit right. i forgot to do that i it's like it's like um I guess it's like offloading it from my like mental yep, exactly. <laughs> like worries. And then once it's on there, that's why I have like the it. notes app on my yeah. phone. It's just anytime yeah, I think same. of anything or I email yeah. myself, I'm just like, Oh, remember to do this. Remember to do this. And then yeah. when it's in your email too, it's a checklist every day of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already here. It's here for me to do. I'll stop so, yeah, what I'm doing, do. you know, like right then and do it. Cause if I say, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. if, if I put it off for five minutes and I'm onto something else and I've already forgot, <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Cause I used to run into the problem of like being like, Oh crap. Yeah. I need to do that. And I'll get around to, do, to doing that and then try and re- rely on my own like brain. To <laughs> yeah. Like remember, our brains are now, shit. Our brains are mush. Yes. Yeah. So it's mushy. difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, it's just the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. You ready for something? Some uh, I was just going to say something I noticed about taking on too much stress. Um, mm-hmm. I would say years ago, I definitely did. And oh, yeah. It, it sort of changed my um, perspective or actually even maybe what I, my motivation even of that day. And when I took on too much and maybe I had too big of a team and I had too many orders coming through here, I think that's fun maybe for a day or whatever, if you have a busy week even, but mm-hmm. after sustainably, it's not really, it takes, mm-hmm. it takes a toll like on me mentally. And so I noticed that uh-huh. I was um, caring about the wrong thing at my shop. Like instead of caring about my quality or or maybe the culture or my team, you know what I mean? I cared about, hey, I got to get this fucking job out the door and I got to pay these yeah. bills and all that sort of stuff. And I was rushing it and it was, um, it, I turned into something and someone who I didn't even really want to be. And so yeah, mm-hmm. I had to like retrain my brain, honestly, mm-hmm. to like step back and yeah. say, wait, you know, like I don't need to keep going so hard. I can take my foot off the gas a little bit and yeah, yeah. still have a successful company but yet be way less stressed and be happier. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I had a I very, very similar experience. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. I had like a, I had like an arrhythmia and, uh, stuff like that. And, um, I didn't know about it for like ages. So, um, yeah, I like was very sensitive to like stress, um, for a while. Uh, so yeah, I think that was, potentially caused by like stress and stuff as well um so yeah after that and stuff i kind of like yeah just tried to limit my uh exposure i guess to like being overstressed i was very sensitive about it so um yeah i don't i I don't i'm not hard on like as hard on myself and stuff as i used to be and not as like yeah not like i don't know just yeah, letting stuff go, like, mm. more and not being, like, uptight and, like, caring, like, being too much of a perfectionist and too, like, taking on too much of that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, now we, like, I think this year we've probably done overtime, like, maybe once, like, mm-hmm. four hours. 
we just try and schedule stuff between like working hours and then if it runs over then say like more than a couple of weeks maybe three weeks then we might consider doing overtime and stuff but um yeah and i try and like not work when i'm not at work and you know <laughs> taking some time <laughs> for yourself like mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. yeah trying to get that work that's why i started balance, walking like, better yeah yeah i cycle yeah it's good to just so work, get out by yourself balance. yeah yeah. Work-life balance, mm-hmm. Work-life yeah. balance is super important. Uh, mm-hmm. We definitely did the years of just like, just yeah. I I've, maybe it was just the time in our lives too. It just felt like it was always like you're never up to date and you're just stressed and you're like trying to push everything. And uh, mm-hmm. even um, I've always been pretty bad at like asking for help or delegating tasks and stuff like that. So I'd be like, I'm doing everything. <laughs> and then, yeah. Uh, that- <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to, I'm, I'm still learning. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, oh yeah, other people can help out too. That's why I'm paying them. Mm-hmm. I just um, feel like it's one of those things. Like when you're a kid and your parents tell you, like, this is, this is how this is. This is. Uh, trust me, when you're older, you're gonna understand. <laughs> I feel those things all the time now. You know what I mean? It's just like you just said. Yeah. Like, I was always that person. Like this year and last year for me were like life changing as far as like, like real life stuff of like. I always thought like depression and and anxiety and all these things were just kind of like, oh, that's made up. You're just lazy, like fucking, you know, get back to work and like all this. And like me and Andy, even on the show, like we've been doing this now for a couple of years. And it's like, I always used to be like, oh, work-life balance. What the fuck is that? Like, you know, like I've, I don't have that at all. Like you can literally hear me say it in many episodes. Like that's not a fucking thing. Like get back to work. But that's what I'm saying is like (laughs) within the last year or two, I've been like, oh yeah, no, this is real. This is a real thing. Mm -hmm. I need to pay attention to it and then i was Mm -hmm. like work-life balance and the you know taking the time to to like the walking thing and all that it was like i just started doing that and i started realizing like oh my god it's so beneficial to me mentally and physically and all this stuff to just like get the fuck away from everybody go for a walk for an hour and a half in the morning walk for another hour and a half at night and it's like it's just my own thing like i have headphones in i just nobody's around me and i'm like breathing fresh air and now I'm just like, I'm legit putting it into a routine of like every day of like, I need to do something that's by myself or just away or yeah, walking yeah. or whatever. And now I'm like, it's that thing too, right? I wish I could go back and tell myself like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, how about you just do these things <laughs> and like, you'll feel better. And it's like, I just think it's one of those things you don't know till you know, you know what I mean? You won't. Yeah. You're you going to be like, the, I don't believe you. Yeah. You can spot the sort of warning signs and stuff once you've been through it and you're like looking back at it. But yeah, when you're in it at the time, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I think it's yeah, hard in to, hindsight, to, I guess. it's hard to make that transition because, you know, when we, when you're a startup, well, then you have to have like pedal to the metal and otherwise you're going to, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not going to make yeah. it, you know, like it's, it's really fucking yeah. hard to start, start a business. And so you're trained your brain to like work 24 seven, doesn't matter. Like I'm going to be sick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it. And then all of a sudden you, you're there and everything's working and it's fine. And then you have to be okay with you know chilling a little more and that's hard <laughs> yeah you yeah. run yourself ragged and you're like oh yeah there is other things to do mm-hmm. and there's hobbies i should have other than screen printing <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah it's hard for us to say, say it too. The, it's like yeah, we do the show of, and all our shop and everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of the things that i i still think about work in my free time more than probably anything else but um yeah i try to yeah 
enjoy my time off, you know, mm-hmm. and do stuff. I can't say good. too, like I totally shut it off either. Cause I might be on a walk, it's but impossible. I might do a, a phone call or I'll see something on Instagram that inspires mm-hmm. me about work. And it's just like, you're always still always thinking about it. It's what you're <laughs> passionate about, but it's still your yeah, yeah. time. You know what I mean? It's like, like it's, an obsession really um, yeah. having a business. And I yeah, think sure. that's, I guess that's kind of how you stay motivated because you really care and you. Um, right. All right. Any quick takes? Okay. You ready? Quick takes. You can both answer them too. So first we have night in or night out. Uh, in for sure, I think. Uh, my night outs, you'd look like night in. So there's like, <laughs> there's a really, there's a really, there's a really nice cocktail place near us. Okay. Um, and it's like, they'll only let enough people in for the seats and it's super chill and it kind of looks like you're still in. So I'm spending money in someone else's house kind of, um, <laughs> yeah. So both nice, but in, yeah. uh, night in, but I do like going out, but I'm at that age and stuff now where it's like, I like going out for like a meal. And I have like a couple of drinks and then I'll go home to bed by like 10. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite snacks. I've, I've got a weird relationship with food. I like, um, I don't really care about it very much. It, it get it seems to, it seems to be in the way between me and doing something. Um, <laughs> That sounds awful. I <laughs> know oh, one existed. It is. It's weird. I, I uh, but I'm also like an opportunist. So when there's food, like I'll go at it, like and stock up, and then I'm done. He's like his food is is sort of like um, taking a piss. You know, like hey, I've, I hate. Yeah, I hate yeah, 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 yeah. Got to go take this That's piss. It. It's getting in the way of stuff. You yeah, know? I've been holding yeah. on to it for ages, and then I <laughs> see the I see the, the fridge, and I'm just like, let's go. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. That's a sad answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, was it favorite snack? Yeah. Um, I guess sweet. I'm quite enjoying a Kinder Bueno at the moment. I don't know if you have Good those. Stuff. Meat. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. And savory snack. Uh, quite into like beef hula hoops at the moment i don't know why but yeah the fuck is a beef hula hoop <laughs> <laughs> actually i have some here my, uh, yeah, my girlfriend bought some back she's like you need to be strong for the podcast but i haven't eaten it but yeah beef hula hoops what the they're hell? big you can put them on your finger is it amazing. is it actually is it like meat? jerky no it's they're like uh crisps or chips chips oh, okay like, yeah Beef flavored uh, chips. <laughs> yeah, barbecue beef. <laughs> All right, yeah, got, that's cool. That sounds good. As well. All yeah. right. All right. There we go. Yeah. Go ahead, Andy. Do you have these in the US? Yorkies. Yorkie raisin and something. Sounds familiar. I don't think so. Though. Maybe. Uh yeah, they're good too. You definitely <laughs> have Dr. Pepper. I saw you drinking that earlier. I uh, yeah, I'm like I don't drink coffee, so I'm just like a diet soda person like i get my caffeine from like cokes and stuff mm-hmm. so i'm basically addicted to sweetness essentially 
Right. Well, that's going to probably ruin this next question then, uh, in which is, <laughs> when is tea time? Uh, it's between like six and ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's between when I wake up yeah. and when I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very vague. Um, yeah, within within that time limit, something will happen. Well, uh, well, we something we haven't touched on. Uh, we do ten hour days. Um, four day weeks so um, I don't get home till about six so um, it just depends how, how long it takes me to cook dinner but probably seven I don't like eating later than eight o'clock so you do like it, I'm a very sensitive boy I feel like it interferes with my sleep if I eat too late <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a yeah so you, you do a, a, like a tea. <laughs> yeah. You do a tea before bed is what you're saying, like a sleepy tea or something. Oh no, I don't eat later than uh, eight. So yeah, I try not to. So yeah, seven ish, probably half seven. Uh, let's see here. Something that random that brings you joy. Will's like, I don't know. I sit up, I don't eat, I stare at the wall, I go to work, I lay back down. <laughs> I think uh, um, recently Robins, the bird, uh, I don't know, I'm assuming they exist in America. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just seeing those out, uh, if I'm like taking my dog for a walk or something, I'm like, you're cool, I like big, you. Big fat bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just, they're always... They seem pretty friendly here, and they're always by themselves. And I don't know. Picking up Robins. Yeah. Well, I got one to read out of my hand, so I think that that sealed the bond. Perfect. I don't really know about random, but something that never fails to bring me joy are dogs. Um, dogs. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, they're probably the best things in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever I see a dog, can't help but. Yeah. Ziggy, you had a dog a second ago, didn't you? Like on your lap or something? Yep, she's gone. She's um, she's one of the shop dogs. Little uh, mushroom, the chihuahua. There's one. <laughs> I have a dog. He looks she's old. She's really old. She's 15, yeah. 15 and a half. Oh, thank you. Get out of here. She goes to yeah. work with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the original shop dog, yeah. Yeah, she's been around forever since I was like 20. So. Dang. Yeah, it's a good dog. Next, we have favorite childhood memory. Starting a screen printing uh, shop in a <laughs> uh, jump in, Will, if you can. I'm searching, I'm, I'm digging through some <laughs> old boxes. Do I have <laughs> any good childhood memory? Um, yeah, uh, I guess my young adult life, like teens, was always fun. Like, yeah, just hanging out, like spending all my time, like hanging out uh, in like parks in the woods and stuff like that. Uh, that was awesome. Riding my bike. Um, yeah. So we used to like do dirt jumps and stuff in the woods. So we'd build like dirt jumps and I'd hang out with my mates there. So that was probably the best childhood yeah. memories. 
Yeah. You could spend all day building little jumps, like the entire yeah, yeah. day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think probably something quite similar, like building dens in the woods, hanging out mm-hmm. with your friend, like thinking you're a king because you like just did something cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, stuff like stuff, stuff like that. You know, building like a treehouse or like you know. childhood innocence where you have no stress at all. You're yeah. in the woods just building shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's like the first thing you think about when you wake up is like, I'm gonna build the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, like being a kid back. Yeah, I can't imagine how you know you have zero bills now. to pay. Food is just giving to given to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you didn't have social media. You didn't yeah. have like like any like iPads or anything. Like I don't think people even had phones till I was like sixteen or something. Yeah, well, it's like my parents. Probably. It's like they didn't know if I existed or was dead or alive or anything until <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, until yeah. it got dark and you gone. just showed back up. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, wicked. Yeah, I can imagine just telling my kids be like, "See ya," and then like I don't see yeah. them until like nine at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I may or may not come back. Right. <laughs> yeah. You just never know. Yeah. The irony is, is that at certain point, like at some point, you you want to grow up and you don't want to be a kid anymore, and you're like, oh, I wish I was older or whatever. Yeah. But now it's like, hey, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'd go back to being a kid. It's, it's the same thing. All those perks to both. Yeah. Yeah. everything's kind of fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we experienced it all we're still good yeah yeah uh anything you guys are reading listening to or watching right now that you really like sure show <laughs> other than that garbage that's that's um i'll just throw it in there that's i get like little ticks ish sometimes and uh, that that's one of them at the moment, just saying, sure, show. <laughs> like, I like just pick up my cat and be like, sure, show. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought you might like that. Um, I forgot the question now. Yeah, same. <laughs> Anything you're reading or watching <laughs> that you like right now? Uh, I've... Uh, I've started watching all the old versions of Life Swap. <laughs> Not in a million years. I could put money on that. I would never have expected you to say Life it's, Swap. It's so it's it's so funny. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not even embarrassed. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm digging up digging up the old ones from like the early 2000s. And, yeah. <laughs> Bootlegs <laughs> through the archive. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm still listening to Traction. I think I bought the book about three years ago, and then I was like, "Who am I kidding? I'm never going to read this book." So I bought so I bought the audio book, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've just been listening. I don't want to listen to it in the evenings because my brain will just be on fire with like too much stimulation like mm. and then i'll just went yeah so um yeah i've been listening to it here and there at work and i've like yeah, i've been working my way through it um it's like one of those books that you listen to for like five minutes and then you write for like an hour um that's kind of what i've been doing um so yeah uh i don't really read i'm not particularly good at reading or listening um so <laughs> i'm like a very visual person um uh, uh watching um 
I watch like crap while I eat my dinner. Uh, so sometimes it's like, I, for some reason, I just watch like people eat while I eat. Um, so like good mythical morning or something like with mm. Red. <laughs> for some reason, I'm just watching that because I don't want to watch something that I actually have to pay any kind of oh, attention okay, to. Yeah, while yeah. I eat. Um, or like uh, kitchen nightmares, just see Gordon Ramsay yelling at some people or something. Um, but in terms of actual things that aren't just rubbish that I watch while I eat, um, <laughs> I like documentaries like, yeah, like serial killer shit and, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Dark stuff. You just like to watch, <laughs> you guys like to watch shows where people just get yelled at or murdered. Yeah. yeah, pretty, yeah. Much. That's pretty much <laughs> it. I'm a bit of a gamer though, to be honest. I spend like my, I unwind by shooting people in the face. Nice. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. What are you playing? Are you playing like Xbox or PlayStation? Um, during or lockdown PC? and stuff, I but yeah, made the transition to PC, and I'm just playing this game called Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov. It's like really stressful, so it's not the best game to unwind to. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you guys like the stressful stuff. Yeah. All right, Andy, fin- <laughs> finish her off. What is for Dindin? Um. I haven't even thought about it. No, well, I, you don't I have eat. No idea. We we know we yeah. know now that you just don't give a shit. It's, it's not even on my radar. <laughs> Zig once said to me that he wishes basically that he was a dog and he just had sort of like the same meal that had exactly the right <laughs> amount of nutrients every day and he'd just eat the same thing. I was like, that is so yeah. sad. <laughs> you could probably you could probably work that out. You know, just you know like, the cute. Yeah, Huel does exist, and um, there's certain things. Uh, yeah, I hate the stress of like attempting to be healthy or like, what am I eating? What am I not eating? And I don't know. It's it's never been a thing for me. That's so weird. It's like the opposite. I, know, for me. I like weird. look forward to what yeah. to eat. It's like one of the few like actual pleasures in life is food, yeah. isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, I had some fruit and fiber before I came on, so I didn't have time to do anything. Uh, well, we know we, that you're going to have what, big beef browns or whatever we the hell they're called. Beef uh, <laughs> loops. <laughs> I'll probably oh, open them up. Well, it's, it is after eight though, so who knows? I might not eat anything. But just, um, just that mainly applies to sugar, to be honest. Like, yeah, I try not to eat sugar after it. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think my girlfriend ordered a Domino's or something while we while we were. Recording Damn. sounds really good right now. I'm hungry. Maybe right. I'll order something in. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how hungry I feel after. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys doing this with us. Um, I know it's kind of time difference and us. challenging, but we really wanted to have you on, and it was awesome meeting you guys in Long Beach. And uh, thanks again. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we could basically talk about screen printing all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately complete screen printing bore so uh yeah if you ever want to do it again we're happy to Always. do that as well yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. do it off the show on the show whatever we'll just talk printing yeah yeah man <laughs> yeah we're wicked yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 there's not a huge culture of that in the uk actually um of, like printers talking to each other but we're, do they have cool shows over there or no Mm-mm. no convention no. Let's oh, the, this, it's it's okay it uh yeah, it, are we, it's are like we Vespa go? or whatever, right? 
Vespa's good. I like Vespa. There's one called Itma that we've never been to. That's all like Europe-based stuff. Um, we actually won a like, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. print, but we got silver. But still, hey, hey, um, you're an award printing, award-winning screen printing shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we do yeah. have one entered this year, which I shouldn't have said in case we don't get an award for it. But um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Well, you guys have a great rest of your day. Uh, I'm going to go you find too, man. now that I'm starving. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you guys very much. Later, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. We'll see you no, later. No, no worries. Bye. Later. Take it easy.